Spin 1038. You're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Uh, already, we're getting in messages. I've got one great story on Snapchat already of someone who genuinely believes they were on the other side. And that's what we're asking today is, do you believe in that other side that like when your spirit leaves your body, that you go somewhere? Because so many people, and we mentioned this Reddit thread um, that we saw online this morning, some of the stories are just incredible. Listen, you might think it's madness. And if you do, absolutely get involved and share your opinion as well. But it is very interesting, just some of the stories people are sharing. They all are a bit similar. And I just think that that can't be a coincidence. You might think I'm mad, like I said, but I would love to hear your experiences or maybe if you know someone who's experienced like a near-death experience and they they feel that they did pass and come back. What was it like? Share those stories today. 087-711-1038. Well, I mentioned coincidentally, there is a great article today on independent.ie Check it out online um, about an Irish woman, Tawny Morgan, who definitely um, experienced life on the other side and spoke to angels. Her name is Tawny Morgan. She's on the line now. Hi, Tawny. Hi, how are you, Lauren? I'm good, thank you. Now, you are the founder of Seventh Heaven and that is kind of inspired by your experience. So just tell people a bit about you and what you experienced, Tawny. Yeah, okay. My name is Tawny Morgan and I'm a trained milliner. And uh, I live in Dublin. I have three children and I'm married. And I've always been spiritually gifted as a child. Um, I didn't realise the amount of um, people that would get in touch with me since my article. It's unbelievable. And it's really, really good. Um, I'm so glad that I've eventually had the courage, I suppose, to tell my story. Um, but uh, my, my business, my new business is called SeventhHeaven.ie. And it's uh, all spiritual bracelets and gorgeous ladies' scarves and wrapped with angel wings and them crystal wings and golden feathers. Okay. And um, that was inspired by your near-death experience. What happened to you? Um, what happened to me was, it's actually over seven and a half years ago now, um, I was just getting a, a, an operation done on my tonsils. I went to the hospital to get them done like like you would. And unfortunately, uh, I had a few clots in my throat. And when I came home from the hospital, I had to go back in several times to get it fixed. And the last time that it happened was about a quarter to three in the morning. I was in bed, woke up, I felt the blood in my mouth. I rushed to the bathroom. And then I heard the voice telling me, Tony, you have like 17 minutes. You know, pack your bag slowly say goodbye to your husband, call your sisters, come down and mind your children, don't um, upset yourself, you know, or, or change the energy around you, just try and get yourself moving until the ambulance came. So the ambulance came and they saw me and I had a huge big clot, I was holding the clot and when the driver saw it, he took my hand away and um, he held his hand on my hand, on, on my neck and he brought me to the ambulance and I got into the ambulance and uh, closed the door. And I think at that stage, I realised I was safe because I knew there was somebody going to mind me, like medically. And then, um, obviously, then everything turned totally different what I wasn't expecting to happen. What happened? Well, <laughs> I'm out of breath now. Um, so what happened was uh, they put me... Firstly, I collapsed in the ambulance, uh, on the floor of the ambulance. And um, they put me on the little bench and they strapped me down because my legs were jumping up and down so much and my body had gone into shock. 
I got very wet and damp, like like um, very moist in my body. So he was trying to give me um, a drip, but they couldn't give it to me because my arms are so... I had been in hospital for so long prior to it, so they were trying to find a line. And then all of a sudden I left my body and I started to float around the ambulance. And as I floated from the ambulance, I went above the ambulance. And then I went to this beautiful kind of um, honeydew melon kind of colour light. And I moved up levels very quickly, like you're in a lift, a beautiful lift, and you're just being moved to different dimensions. So the last dimension they brought me to was an area that, and this all happened, Lauren, very quickly. Um, you know, you're, you're out of your body, so you're kind of thinking, what's going on? If you still have your own mind, even though it's not your body, it's just your soul that has left your body, and you experience your soul coming out of your body, and you can see your soul coming out of your body, and you see your body lying down with no movement. So my soul was traveling, and as it traveled, I could hear the voice saying to me, you know, they were moving me into this beautiful light, and I got closer to the stronger part of the light, um, it was like dense clouds, but not really white. They were kind of, again, that lovely warm tone of, of a candle. And um, my dad had died. Um, he was dead like a good few years. And I knew if he was to come out behind this cloud that I wouldn't be allowed to come back. So they said, you know, and at that stage, I was so exhausted and tired. I had been so sick that I was quite happy to move on because the place where I was was so beautiful. I can't describe it. It was like as if you never had any sleep in your life and then all of a sudden you found this beautiful bed and you lay your head on the bed and you fell asleep. It was so calming and peaceful and beautiful sound of soft tones of water and, and music. and But yet it was all very distant. Mm-hmm. And then they said to me, you know, if your dad comes out again, you won't be able to go home. So I realised, oh, I have children, I have a family, I have a lovely husband, I have a lovely house, I have great work, I'm happy where I am. So... I tried to leave that area and they brought me back. Um, and when I came back into my body with a little bit of difficulty, um, I got back in again. Uh, the drivers were there and the ambulance, um, the man in the back, the two of them were trying to revive me. And I came back and they were shocked. He was like so, he was crying over me, the ambulance, um, the driver and, and the other man. But they said I had gone so long that they just didn't think I'd be coming back. How, so just, how long had passed? Like while this was all happening to you, and you're in the like your body is in the ambulance. How much time had passed, Tony? At this stage, they were still outside my house in Dublin, okay. in the ambulance. I was still there. The sirens, the noise. I could hear all the noise. It's like um, the first. I, 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 what is funny when it happened? The last thing is your hearing is so clear, so you can hear everything. When I flatlined, I could hear conversations between them between my husband and my sister in my, my sister in my house. I could hear cars on the road. It was like distant hearing. The hearing was incredible, how clear it was. So I knew what everybody else was t- thinking and talking about, even though I wasn't in my body. And it was the fact that I had moved so quickly out when I, what used would have happened when you, you know, think that you're lying down, when you get to get up, you would look down and you would assume that you're at the, in the ambulance and looking at the floor. But I wasn't. When I looked down, I was in another planet looking down on Earth. I was probably out. I'm not exactly sure. I never really got a chance to really talk about it to the, to the drivers and that. But I suppose I was out for 36 seconds or one minute or something like that. And Tony, you mentioned like they, they were talking to you. They told you that if your dad comes out, you won't be able to go back. Like, who were they? Um, they were the angels. 
they are the angels and angels exist and they are absolutely beautiful. You know, everybody has them. They stand beside you. They mind your soul. When you, when you cross over, when you die, your soul leaves your... It's like um, a car and you're the driver of a car. If you don't, if you're not inside the car, the driver, the car won't work. So my heart, my soul was like myself inside the car. So the minute my, what am I trying to say? The minute my body uh, died, um, my soul just, as if my heart just opened and my soul like just left my body and it traveled. My body stayed there. It didn't move. It was, it was no good to me. And I funny, when I looked back at my body where I was, I remember saying to myself, I do like moisturizers and beautiful things and nice creams. And I'm lucky enough that sometimes I can treat myself to them. And I think, oh, my God, the state of that body and all that creme de la mer. It's <laughs> exactly what I said. Exactly. And I thought, oh, look at the state of it. And then I realized, you know what? It's not my body I should be minding. It's my soul and my heart. Because we only are here for X amount of years. But where I went to, you are there for a long time. And it's that part of your body you need to be minding more. So by where I went, I came back, obviously, thankfully, to Vincent Hospital and every all the nurses and doctors there. I was there for several weeks. Unfortunately, at the time, my poor mom was dying. I didn't get to see her when, when I was so sick. But afterwards, I was with her when she passed, myself and my sister. And it was so nice that I could share the story with her. Mm-hmm. And um, we spoke about it. And I, I saw her soul leaving her body when she died. And since it's happened... I'm spiritually gifted. I always was as a child. I never spoke about it to anybody because, like like anybody who's in my position, you kind of feel that they think you're nuts, you know, or a bit odd or strange. So um, I never really spoke about it. My mom knew and my sister Karen and my sister Michelle and Lisa, they all knew, but nobody else would have known because it was very private. But it's now I kind of feel I'm older, I'm grown up, and it's time to be able to help other people. And that's why I decided... I wanted to do my product, which is the Seven Heaven Scarves and the bracelets. And if I can have my energy, which I have, and I've made sure all the products have been dyed by myself, the colours have been done, the crystals, the embroideries, everything is in it has the inspiration from the angels. And it's hoping that it'll hug and mind people when we all need a hug. You know, everybody needs, some of us need some relationships or healing or guidance or protection or love or whatever, I hope I have captured that in my brand and my product. Tony, it's so interesting listening to you speak today and to hear your story. And like I said, you know, we just coincidentally saw your article today on Independent.ie. It would encourage people to read it. But there was also a thread online today shared by independent.co.uk, I think it was, and just about people's stories and experiences of crossing over similar to yours. And I don't know, like everyone believes different things and you know, mm-hmm. some people might be listening to us having this conversation thinking we're absolutely bonkers, Tony. But yeah. I do think a lot of the experiences you read about or you hear about tend to be quite similar. And that's why I'd love to hear people's stories today, maybe if they or someone they know has experienced a near-death yeah. experience. It's been really, really lovely speaking to you today, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on. And you too, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, that's Tony Morgan there. She's the founder of 7th Heaven and she just spoke a bit there about her brand and why she developed it. She's a milliner by trade. But, you know, a few years ago, this happened to her and she flatlined, as she said, but 
she saw her soul leave her body and you've just heard there what she experienced. Today I would like to know your thoughts about crossing over and life after death. Do you believe in it? Do you believe that we go somewhere? Do you know someone or maybe you yourself have experienced something similar? I would love to hear those stories today. And like I said, maybe you think myself and Tawny are absolutely bonkers. I want to hear those thoughts too. 087-711-1038. Lots of people are sharing um, their thoughts on life after death and crossing over to the other side. And like I said, look, I don't know what to believe. It's it's not something I've ever experienced. But listening to Tawny there, I don't doubt her. You know, I, I do. I think that is what she experienced. And we're hearing kind of similar stories today. Um, I mentioned on Snapchat that uh, we would be talking about this. And I got this message in from a girl. Oh, what's her name now? I'm after losing it. Uh, Noreen sent in this about her dad, right? And I just, again, I just think so many of these stories are kind of similar. Uh, Noreen says, my dad had a double bypass at the age of 52. He said when he came around, he wanted to see a priest. He says he could see the bright light and this man in a black cloak was trying to pull him in another direction. My dad is an extremely religious man and I was worried it was the devil. (laughs) And was worried it was the devil. Sorry, he was worried. The priest told him that it was a life-death experience and when they checked his theatre notes, it was around the time they'd officially stopped his heart for the bypass to begin. He's 75 now and like a young hare. Wow. Uh, I said to Noreen, like, wow, can I read that out on air? And she said, yeah, go for it. But she said, scare the crap out of me when I was younger. Yeah, it would as well. You know, especially for someone who's very religious like your dad. You know, um, this man in black was like pulling me. You know, but you do, you hear those kind of things. And if you've ever heard a story like that, maybe it hasn't been you yourself, but someone you know, let me know. 087-711-1038. Jed says, I had a near-death experience. No light flashing before my eyes. No white light. Just the urge to fight till the bitter feckin' end. And then pain. Lots of it. Oh, God, Jed, what happened to you? Uh, Robbie says, I had one of them when I was 17 or 18, never said anything, um, thinking that I had lost it. It wasn't until I read about them that I realised I had had one. Very interesting. Um, Shanna, though, is a bit dubious, says on Facebook, I don't know anyone that's had a near-death experience, but in my own opinion, those experiences these people are having are just like having a vivid dream because of the brain activity that's still there. That's why they see and experience these strange things of the other side. Yeah, and, you know, it was interesting listening to Tawny and her story. She said the one thing, like her hearing was so clear. She could hear everything going on around. But I would definitely encourage you to read her story online today. Independent.ie is where you'll find it because, you know, she has said she's always been quite a spiritual person and she um, talks to angels and, well, I, I don't know if talks to angels is the right way to say it. But she can see angels and it was the angels that were talking to her that day when she says she crossed over. Today, I would love to hear from you. Like, do you believe in that other side that when your heart stops, you go somewhere? Do you know anyone that has ever gone there? What do they describe? Really want to hear those stories today. Let me know. 087-711-1038. Here's MK with 17. It's been...
103.8. You're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Okay, lots of people are sharing their thoughts on um, near-death experiences and crossing over. And yes, look, loads of people say, look, it's, you know, you don't go anywhere. But what I would love to hear today are the stories of people who can describe maybe what they experienced. Like Tawny's story, I just think, was so interesting. And I don't know. I just, I'm kind of of the opinion that if so many people have reported similar things like this light and this warmth, that maybe there is some truth to it. And also, maybe you haven't experienced a near-death experience yourself, but a lot of people believe in life after death and messages or signs from the other side. And I think maybe that might be something that more of us could relate to or maybe get our heads around is that you know, so many people say, look, no one's ever come back to tell us what happens. But maybe you do get certain signs or certain hints that people are okay or messages from beyond. So if anything like that has ever happened to you, I'd love to hear. 087-711-1038. Neve is on the line. Hi, Neve. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Neve, do you believe in the other side? I don't know what I believe, to be honest. Um, I would like to, but I mean... I guess you're never going to know. This is the thing, is that no one has come back really to tell us. Like, people have reported almost crossing over and, like, bright lights and things like that. Um, Your dad wasn't well last year. Tell me a bit about what happened to him. So, basically, it was December 2006, no, 17, um, sorry, 16. And he got septicemia and he was in hospital at the time and I was there with him and basically he was absolutely fine but what septicemia does is it basically shuts down your body so ultimately his heart failed and he flatlined and he was lucky enough that he had a team of cardiologists around him at the time so they started performing CPR they had a defibrillator and with one shock they brought him back and he was obviously lying flat when it happened and he literally sat up in the bed and was like oh sorry lads I must have fallen asleep but um, which was fine at the time. Like obviously he came back, so that was great. But he like he's not religious at all. But he did say he was like it was just black. He was like kind of joking about it, but he was like I saw no bright light. It was just black. So I don't know. That's probably as close as we came to it from my hearing opinion. Yeah, and that's kind of scary in a way. It's like this idea that there's nothing, you know. Um, yeah, this is it. But he said it literally just went. Like, his heart was stopped, I'd say, for a maximum, like, two minutes. Um, and they were working on him, obviously, the whole time. But he was, like, just went black. And, like, he was, like, oh, none the wiser. So, I don't know, kind of freaked me out when I thought about it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And, like, yeah, you know, as you said, like, we just don't know what to believe. And I think you could go mad thinking one or the other, you know. And, like, you don't want to think about it too much. But... Yeah, I think a 100%. lot of pe- people do find comfort in believing that you do go somewhere and to hear the stories yeah. of bright lights and lovely angels and fluffy clouds can be quite yeah, reassuring. Uh, how's yeah. your dad now, Neve? He's perfect. There's not a bother. He made a full recovery a couple of weeks later. So it's oh, great. That's good. Yeah. Good to hear that. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, million. Bye. Good to speak to you. Um, yeah, like Neve's dad says, do you know what? Like, I, there was nothing. Like, I was, it was just black. Yeah. Uh, but he's fine, and that's the most important thing. Uh, Claire is on the line next. Hi, Claire. Hello. Claire, do you believe in the other side? I'd like to believe, yeah. I'd like to believe, like, there's maybe not heaven as it's kind of taught to us in, like, the Catholic Church. But, like, 
some something better, you know, than this life, maybe, you know, a and bright it, light kind of thing. Okay. Is it something that you have any experience of? Yeah. Um, when I was in hospital, uh, like, I was, my parents were told, I was, like, really sick with anorexia and it wasn't getting better and my parents were told by the doctors, look, she's not going to make it through the weekend, you need to get your the affairs in order. Oh, and um, so, like, one of the nights, I I don't really don't know if it was a dream or what it was, but I had um, kind of like an outer body thing where I was looking down at myself in the hospital bed and I saw the nurse writing her reports and then I seen all the patients next to me. And then, so I was there for a while and then everything went just like white. And then when I woke up, the nurses were saying to my parents, she woke up and said, Grandad, she was saying, um, no, Grandad said it's not time, go back. But I don't remember saying that at all. I don't really remember waking up. I just remember the nurse coming around in the morning time. I don't remember waking up and saying that at all. Oh, my God, I have goosebumps listening to that, Claire. Yeah. Like, and it was so weird because I've, I've no recollection of this, but my like, Grandad did... He died before um, when I was about one. So, well, like, it was nice. I always kind of feel him with me, and my mom would always feel him with her. Um, so it was weird that I would say granddad, and they would, like, the nurses knew somehow my granddad must have died, which he did. But I don't remember saying it, which was weird. Yeah. And like you said, look, mm. you don't know if it was a dream or not, but... No. I don't know. I think there's people that would feel, Claire, do you know what? There was a moment there where, you know, it was touch and go for you. And thankfully, yeah. you, you recovered. How are you now? Really good, yeah. That's good. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah, and it was weird, like, because well, at the time, like, um, like I, I wasn't getting kind of help, really. I wasn't in the motivated state to get better. I didn't really know how. and But after that dream... Like, when, when they said that to my parents, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, death is the only way out with this, okay, I'm, that's the only way I'm going to go, that's fair enough. And then after that dream, um, the next day, for some bizarre reason, without reason or thought or anything, I ate a meal the next morning. And I, like, when people said, like, what made you do that? I was like, to be honest, I don't know. I think someone was just looking after me. Because it was like the voices in my head had gone when people like people who have gone through that, like it's not actual voices in your head, but you know, yeah. that kind of thought process that goes on. It was like that just went disappeared the next morning. It was so weird. Claire, honest to God, Rachel and I are staring at each other through the glass. <laughs> like I've got goosebumps listening to you. I genuinely, like I don't know, like everyone believes different things, but I believe that that like someone was looking after you. I don't know if it was your granddad, but like something yeah. happened in that hospital bed to you. Yeah, I think it did. Like there was, because I had no reason to do anything the next day. I had my motive set. Yeah. So I, I really, that's what, I was like me and my mom would um were like really we love doing angel cards now and everything because ever since I kind of told her about that once she said something um that's what the nurses told her I was like Do you know what I actually had this dream last night and like my memory wouldn't would not 
have been good anyway. I don't really yeah. wouldn't have the energy to remember stuff, but I definitely remember like like kind of hovering over myself at the time and telling my mom about it the next day. Wow, yeah. Claire! Thank you so much for sharing that story. Yeah, no worries. Thanks okay. for coming on. Lovely to speak to you. And you. Bye now. Um, oh, like, uh, tell me I'm not the only person with goosebumps. Like, that is amazing. And, like, Claire is so chill about that. She's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it might have been a dream, but for some reason. And then, look, the absolute best thing about that story is that she got better and she's doing so well. Today, I would love to hear from you. Do you believe in the other side, in crossing over? Have you a story like Claire's or maybe you've heard a story like that? Maybe you've received what you believe is a message from the other side. Let me know. I'm on 87 Text us now. 87 This is Spin Talk. Okay, lots of different stories and experiences coming through. You can get involved in the conversation today. Do you believe in the other side? I'm on 087-711-1038. Grace is on the line. Hi, Grace. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, Grace, it's not you that had this experience. It's your four-year-old, or yeah. your daughter when she was four. Tell me what happened. So she had um, she has epilepsy, and when she has a seizure, she goes into cardiac arrest. But the very first time it happened... She went into cardiac arrest in the ambulance. And oh, my God. So a couple of days later, after everything was okay, she was sitting on the hospital bed, and she said, Mom, I went up to heaven. And I said, did you? And she said, Man, Holy Mary was minding me. And I was like, okay. And she said, I also seen, um, I seen myself in the ambulance. Now, we would never have spoke about this around her so she wouldn't have known and I said okay and she said you were crying mammy and I said okay I maybe I didn't like I didn't want to say I was or I wasn't and even today she'll still say mammy remember I was in heaven and I and I could see myself in the ambulance so she's it's just it's just mad it is just mad oh my god yeah and like the thing is you know, and I, I've been saying this all along, you know, p- different people believe different things and lots of people believe there are explanations for maybe experiencing certain things. But, like, when your child is telling you this, Grace, you know, like... Like, she would never have known about Holy Mary, um, nothing, until until that happened. And are you, like, a religious family? Would she have been to Mass and stuff like that? No, never. And she has gone so religious she has a holy mary statue she kisses it every night holy water all around the place she, she's gone so religious and always every day is talking about holy mary stop because she was like holy mary was minding me yeah oh that is like, and like she's she saying she's six. Oh my god so she'd say to my my son if you're not good like i'll be telling holy god and she thinks like you know he he's here. She can see him. She talks to them every to Holy God every day. Oh my God! So she's obviously quite a spiritual kid. Like she believe, like she can see whoever yeah. she's talking to. Wow! Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy how she she's gone from not knowing anything to being obsessed with heaven and Holy Mary all from that one time. And what about you yourself, Grace? Like, what do you believe about the other side? I don't know. I'd like to think there's something there. But I don't know. From here and her, I, I, I think, you know, maybe there is. Yeah. And does it give you comfort that, like, you know, when she was 
unwell that, you know, Holy Mary was minding her. Oh, yeah, because she thinks there's nothing, it's brilliant. She thinks, like, Holy God, her Holy Mary is like like an anti-terror, you know, she's <laughs> always talking about it. Oh, wow. And like her epilepsy, wow, that sounds really serious, Grace. Yeah, she's still pretty bad with epilepsy. She hasn't had a cardiac arrest for it in, in, a, in a while, so we're lucky there, thank God. God, yeah. Well, look, mind yourselves and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Lovely to speak to you today. That's an incredible story that Grace tells about her little girl when she was four. Um, she was in the ambulance, had gone into cardiac arrest and, you know, later in the hospital said, Mammy, like, Holy Mary was minding me. I could see you in the ambulance crying, but I was fine. Like, I just, I don't know how you explain that. You know, maybe it is a dream. I don't, I don't know. No one knows. But it you know, gave Grace comfort. It gave her little girl comfort. Some of the stories are just amazing. This sister says, Google Many Lives, Many Masters. It's a book written in the 80s before the internet, etc. And the woman, through therapy, experienced all these events she could not have known about and what happens when people pass over. It's really amazing to read. I love this topic. I'm discovering angels myself at the moment. Yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely something that um, people are reading more and more about. Um, Jane says, she had a fever and was on meds. Would you stop? It's the same thing she describes that's in every movie. This is about Tawny, our guest we spoke to, Tawny Morgan, who told a pretty incredible story um, about what happened to her. But like I said, look, a lot of people feel there are explanations. There are reasons why, um, you know, people's senses... Um, you know, act a certain way when they are unwell or they're, you know, flatlining. Another listener says on Facebook, all I'm going to say is that life is more than what we see. This physical world we see is not all there is, people. Wake up. There's a spiritual world which controls the physical world in which we live. And just because you don't believe something doesn't make it false. Um, Amanda says, my mum had one uh, near-death experience. Uh, she was recovering after routine orthopaedic surgery and went into respiratory arrest. She remembers being asleep and waking up in the corridor of the hospital. No sense of still being in bed or walking or anything, just being there and wondering why the nurses put her there. The next thing she knew, she was back in her bed on the ward being shifted off to ICU. Yeah, and some of these things, like they can't be explained like there is no reason one way or the other for them it's just what people have experienced it's really interesting Leah says hi Lauren I'm quite a spiritual person and I have read lots of books regarding the afterlife etc no one can really know for sure and a lot of it revolves around your personal beliefs and religion etc but one book that stood out for me was a book by the by an author called Anita Morjani about her near death experience and it's an amazing extraordinary story and she recalls in great detail exactly what she saw and experienced the book is called Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. I highly recommend it. Leah, thanks for that. And I think, look, if you're listening to this and it's something that has perked your interest, I think there's so much to be read and so many different accounts. Um, I mentioned what kind of sparked this for us was a Reddit thread. Lots of information online and people's different experiences. And Tawny's story herself, Seventh Heaven is her business and she designs jewellery and scarves. She makes them all herself. Um you know, she she speaks to angels and really believes in all this stuff. I understand a lot of people don't and you might think this is utter nonsense. And I've read out a few messages from people. I'm totally open to hearing everyone's opinions on this. So still, you can continue the conversation. I'm on 087-711-1038. In just a few minutes, 
I'll be telling you about Fully Charged Billboard singles. Your chance to meet someone special this Valentine's Day. We always talk about dating on Spin Talk, so this could be the answer for you. More details in just a few moments. 